0: Hello and welcome to this very special kindling conversation with Joe Ryan from Baby Bliss. Mm -hmm. Joe has over 20 years experience helping families settle their babies, small children, Mm -hmm. infants, a mixture of all of them. Um, And that also includes, of course, day sleeps, which is the theme of our conversation today being uh, what to do when you take your child back to daycare and you're trying to keep your routines in place, you're trying to keep a day sleep or two-day sleeps and how does that affect you and what kind of things can you do to make it all very smooth <laughs> and uh, but this is our thing but Joe's yep. happy to answer any of your questions uh, so it doesn't have to be about this if you no. have any questions about settling please just pop your comments underneath this video and we'll get to them yeah Joe will get to them I'll read them and <laughs> Joe will answer because I know Hopefully. nothing about these things I'll <laughs> <laughs> so Joe thank you for coming yeah. come on uh, so I'll start with a couple of the questions. They're sort of a bit generic, but sure. we'll, you know, you might hear something here that sort of twigs with you, and you'd like to ask a specific question of Joe. I'm wondering if the way we manage our sleep when it comes across the week mm-hmm. does it depend on how many days our child is with another person? So that could be a grandparent or daycare or something like that. For example, do you would you approach it differently if your child was with another uh, carer mm. two days of of the week and the rest with you or if it was five days of the week and the rest with you does it matter in the mix well I think
1: um the children can behave differently you know with you as opposed to a carer or a grandparent you know and generally they're worse for you and, oh, better, yes. and better for <laughs> the other person right? absolutely So, you know, it's about establishing ritual around that um, sort of um, wherever it is that they're sleeping. So often um, if they're at childcare or if they're at grandparents' house, um, there's a ritual already been established around that and they tend to be better. And they'll kind of just do because there's no expectation already. They don't have that arrangement with you. But in terms of should you do it differently? Not really. Like if you can maintain that kind of routine that you have at home as much within the confines of, you know, the childcare centre or whatever, it's less confusing for children. And if everyone's doing the same kind of things, then they're not going to kind of try to play up more for you or, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: or take advantage of Nana and Pop. Exactly. And,
1: you know, Nana and Pop are generally a little bit soft.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Generally a little more soft. So, you know,
1: I have had parents who are like, I've told my (laughs) mother-in-law, you know that she can't rock the baby to sleep in their arms, but they often do that. But I think if you're very clear about instructions before you set up, before you start that arrangement, you know, maybe write something out. And the same thing with uh, childcare centres who are
0: usually pretty open to those things. And it could be pretty tricky. I'm just thinking myself, especially if it was a parent-in-law and not Mm. your own parent, Mm. sometimes it's easier to say to someone that you're paying... This is yes. the way I want you to do it. Oh, absolutely. Whereas when it's someone who's doing you a favor, you're like, "Oh my goodness, you, you do what you have yeah, to do." Yeah, just thank, thank you
1: so much for looking <laughs> yes. after my child. It's tricky, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. So I think, but I think if you can say, I always say to people, tell them that I said or or someone said, you know, or that you're working really hard to get as much sleep for your baby or child as possible. So we're kind of doing this and present them with a very sort of. Uh, you know, a loose structure, but a structure so that you kind of say, you know, we're working really hard and getting them to fall asleep, you know, this way or whatever, and just have it written out so that, you know, hopefully um, they're not, uh, it's not too
0: confusing
1: and they will, you know, stick to it as much as you can.
0: Do you think childcare educators are generally open to that conversation? Because they've got a few things Mm, going on. Yeah. Yeah. They've got more than one child to put Mm. to bed or their own ideas.
1: I I think. Generally, from what I've heard from parents, um, that they're pretty good at, you know, taking instruction, though often they, you know, it might sort of slip, you know, so you might say, I don't want my child to sleep more than an hour in the day and the child slept two and a half hours and they're up for 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> and, you know, parents are all right. And I kind of get that. But, you know, you can imagine what it's like at a childcare centre when you just want everyone to go to sleep. <laughs> you can actually have a little oh, bit of... I can't
0: of... cope with two children. I don't know yeah, how they do that, I don't know
1: how they do it either. But I think generally most people are, um, most, from what I've heard, carers are pretty open to that and they will, again, if you can say to them in a nice way, look, you know, we're really working on the sleep. It's been difficult... Do you think we could maybe, you know, and and present them with a little kind of routine?
0: Okay. Well, that's a good idea. Um, This question comes from Laura. Uh, My nearly three-year-old takes hours to sleep at night, two to three hours minimum. Have tried dropping day nap, but hasn't made any difference. She doesn't crash. Still Mm. seems to need a day nap. Any help? Starting kinder next week and worried her lack of sleep will affect her kinder day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, look, it it will. And it's a classic kind of toddler problem, this not being able to go to sleep at night. And I think what happens is they get overtired. And so they wind up. The more, the tighter they get, the harder it is for them to fall asleep. And some kids' brains are just really wired that way. You know, other kids at three will crash, but some will just wind up. So I think, Laura, it's really important to have what they call good sleep hygiene. (laughs) Curious. Mm. Um, (laughs) Around bedtime. So having a really good routine and ritual for bedtime and start things earlier. You know, like babies and toddlers, well, we all get our deepest sleep of the night in that evening part of the night. So for a toddler who's on the go and particularly if they're at childcare, you know, they need about, you know, um 11 to 12 hours sleep a night really you know and so they need 5 hours of that deep sleep so you really want them asleep about 7 if you can you know and for a little one that's you know that's a decent time to go to bed but start the process at dinner time you know like you know dinner at 5 keep everything on the down low you know not too much stimulating television or screen time after dinner everything's relaxed you know bath maybe a little kind of relaxing massage, a nice story, and do it the same way every night into bed So she's taking hours. I'm not quite sure whether Laura is kind of lying with her or sitting with her or she's coming out or not, but you've just got to kind of establish a pattern. Like if, if she requires you to lie with her, you kind of start to remove yourself from the room gently. So I'm going to pop out and do this. I'll come back, but you need to stay in bed. You know, if she's just refusing to go to bed, you need to kind of have a, this is what we're doing now. We're going to bed. Things like tick charts. Um, star charts you know having process around these things can be really helpful she's three so she could understand that um she's a girl they tend to kind of get this
0: stuff you know Mm. but it's about being consistent with toddlers and three gosh it's hard like my son's four and he still Mm. will do the whole stalling yeah, my goodness! The best thing is when they start school. Sorry, the best thing is yeah. when they start school because she, my daughter, now just crashes out. Yeah, I'll read yeah. her a book. I'll look over. She's asleep. I'm yeah. like, woo!
1: <laughs> well, it might happen with the, when she gets to. Um, okay, so Laura's saying that she sits with her um, and, but and trying to work. On yeah, out. and that's that's you know often that's what happens. You end up sitting there for hours and hours and hours, and your evening is shot because by the time the the Child goes to yep. sleep, you're ready to go to bed yourself and you haven't had dinner. So, I think you know, Laura, the popping in and out of the room is a good idea. I'm just going to go and, um, you know, take my shoes off, I'm going to go to the loo, I'll be back in a minute. You need to stay here, you know, and have it on a chart. This is what I need you to do. So, the expectations are really clear. But hopefully, starting Kinder uh, will help because she'll be so exhausted at the end of the day, so much
0: for her to do, yeah. and. This is totally non-expert um, advice here, but this is what I do with mm. my kids. <laughs> Plug for Kindle and Kids Radio. We yeah, have absolutely. <laughs> we have these great uh, bedtime meditations now. Perfect. And three might be a little bit early for bedtime explorers. I use bedtime explorers with my daughter who's five, which has these gorgeous meditations. But with my son, I use the stories, which you can stream from our app. Mm. And I put the stories on and I leave it for him and he's calm yeah perfect. I can walk away yeah at, well I don't always walk away but you can <laughs> yeah
1: you can pop in and out I mean I've recommended the kindling medica- meditations to people medication and we don't have that yet <laughs> not yet
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right Laura well good luck with that and I hope um I am hoping all of those things help yes. you yeah but they are tough three-year-olds mm. um Marianne asks, what's the best way to get my six-month-old back on track with her routine when she wakes early in the morning and won't go back to bed?
1: Yeah, I mean, some babies wake at 5, 5 5.30, and and people are like, oh, my God, that's so early. And for me, that would be really early. But for other people, you know, they're like, I can deal with that. And you've got to kind of understand what babies need in terms of sleep. And some babies are just early morning risers. But if if they're waking sort of pre-5 a.m. and at six months – You know, they probably should go back to sleep, you know, till maybe at least six-ish. So I think for a six-month-old, often it's about uh, structuring the night feeding to work best for everyone. And by that stage, uh, you know, she should probably be on one feed a night, you know, if if she's still having a feed. But generally, six-month-olds are still having one feed a night. And I kind of position that so it sort of happens in the early hours of the morning, like four-ish you know, and then they have a big feed because they haven't had a feed for 10 hours or whatever. Big feed and then often they can feed back to sleep or they're really relaxed and they'll go back to sleep and then sleep till at least kind of six-ish, you know. And so that's a good way to structure the night. So it's about kind of looking at a whole 24-hour routine really and trying to make it work best uh, for everybody.
0: All right. Good luck with that, Mary-Anne. Catherine says, my son is 20 months old Months old. And he has just started daycare two days a week. He is usually a great day sleeper and will sleep consistently between two to three hours during the day when at home. He's only having 40 to 50 minutes at daycare and it's impacting on his behavior at night. I bet it is. (laughs) (laughs) He's so overtired it seems to be keeping him awake. He has a dummy but otherwise very easy to settle and doesn't require any assistance both at home and daycare to get to sleep how can I ask the staff to encourage longer sleeping patterns at daycare? As a mum, I know he needs his sleep and worry that this is doing his otherwise great, what it's doing to Mm. his otherwise great sleep routine. Yeah. And I think, look, Catherine, you said he's just
1: started. So it's probably a combination of excitement and, uh, you know, a different environment. There's a lot of stuff going on, you know, they're, they're sort of sleeping in a, You know, open space often where there's a lot of noise and other kids around. So it's probably really different from what he's experienced at home. Um, Hopefully that will start to increase naturally as he gets used to it. But I think, you know, um, I mean, he's not requiring any assistance to go to sleep. So there's not a lot that the childcare workers can really do. I don't think in terms of kind of uh, trying to elongate his sleep, except try to get him back to sleep when he wakes. But then that requires a bit of effort and often they won't do that. You know, the child wakes up and they're like, okay, you're up. But I think on those childcare days, I would make sure he goes to bed earlier than normal,
0: Mm. you know,
1: the night before so that he's getting – and the night of because he's going to be extra tired when he gets home. So make sure he's going to bed early um, and then just often make up for it on the days that he's at home. You know, there's often not a lot you can do about that. But like I say, once he settles into the whole routine – Of being at childcare, and he gets used to the place and used to his carers, and hopefully, Catherine, it will naturally extend. Yeah, Yeah.
0: we have one question from Dahlia. My seventeen-month-old started sleeping through the night since since six months, but still cries to sleep. Until this day. Oh, Aww. I tried delaying his 8 p.m. bedtime and even skipping a nap now, but he still cries to sleep. We have a routine, tired or not, he still cries. Anything I can change. <laughs> That's tough, isn't it? It is
1: tough. And there are some kids that just really hate going to sleep and they're just criers. <laughs> they, just they should cry. talk to us. I know, I know. Wait till they get to be adults and then are like, this is the best. But I think, look, it sounds like maybe he's a bit overtired, which might be contributing to him, his crying, and it sort of sounds a bit counterintuitive, but I find that, you know, when you put babies to bed earlier before they kind of hit the wall, they tend to be less distressed and they sleep better. So for a 17-month-old, 8 p.m. is maybe a wee bit too late, particularly if he's not sleeping particularly well in the day. Um, So maybe bring his bedtime back to 7, Dahlia, and see if that makes any difference, And, you know, I I don't know if he's got a comforter or something, but something like that he can attach to, that he can feel uh, comfort from, Um, often that really helps as well because they they don't feel the need to cry out so much. But generally... um, some, but like I say, some babies are just criers. Oh, and it does make it hard. It does hard make it hard. Mom. Yeah,
0: you're listening to a special kindling conversation. This is all about sleep with Joe Ryan from Baby Bliss. Joe has over twenty years' experience. She helps parents bless her cotton socks. She actually <laughs> stays with families through the night to help parents settle their babies. So she has seen so much, mm. and not just babies, infants, and small children as well. Um, this question comes from Jackie. All my seven-month-old wants to do is stand up in her cot at rest time. I've never been able to get her to self-settle for her day nights. Sorry, her day naps. At night, she breastfeeds to sleep. I usually put her to sleep in the baby sling, then transfer her to the cot when asleep. Would appreciate any advice on how to get her to self-settle, please. Okay,
1: well, 7 months old is way young to be standing up in her cot so that's great you know and I find with babies who are young and who are very active and you know their muscles are all kind of ready to go they're a bit tricky sleepers generally you know that's just my kind of observation over the years um so they just kind of want to move all the time so it's very hard to get them to calm. um but Jackie the thing I would do is um it's the breastfeeding to sleep that's probably a bit of an issue, I think. If it's seven months old, you probably want her to start to do more of it on her own. The problem is if babies fall asleep on the boob and then we put them down in the cot asleep, they will wake frequently because they kind of are like, where am I? You know, And then they'll cry and we've got to re-establish that I'll put them back on the boob and fall them back to sleep and you keep doing this kind of dance thing. So what I would do, Jackie, the first thing I would do is work on kind of you could breastfeed her before bed totally, that's fine, but don't let her fall asleep asleep. You know, start by sort of being her being less asleep and just drowsy, pop her down and then try to pat her off for the last little bit and then work on, um, you know, her being more awake each couple of days, you know, so that she's then going to bed and wake and padding to sleep. With the day sleep, it's the same idea. I'm not quite sure... Um, what you're doing? You've never been able to get her to self-settle, but you say she breastfeeds. Yeah, but she breastfeeds to sleep at night, so I'm not sure whether you're breastfeeding in the day as well. But that's kind of the process that I would do. I would sort of put her down more and more awake. But feeding before bed is a lovely wind down process because it kind of releases so hormones that. and it makes them sleepy and that's lovely. So, so don't. Um, that's fine to do it that way, but just kind of have her more awake and then pat her off to sleep. The problem is that she, you know she's not going to like it, but they get it pretty quickly at seven months. If you can just again be a bit consistent with what you're doing and show her that this is what we're doing now, um, hopefully she'll get it. And once they start to do it, fall asleep in their bed rather than on the boob, the sleeping can improve quite dramatically.
0: Mm. Good luck with that, Jackie. This question comes from Samantha. My two-year-old has started playing with her teddies in bed and can stay up to 8 till 9 after we've put her to bed at 7 p.m. Should I remove the toys? <sighs> yeah,
1: probably. <laughs> uh, She's started playing with her teddies in bed and can stay up to 8 to 9. Yeah, That's a lot of playing. I'd probably, you know, do the playing before bed, you know, and have that as part of the kind of maybe after her bath she can have a little play with the teddies and then maybe um, just have one that she, like a comfort kind of toy that she has in her bed that she doesn't, you know, really play with. I mean, to be able to stay awake for that time after bed is kind of – So again, I'd look at sort of how much sleep she's getting in the day. Is she tired enough at bedtime? You know, if she's getting three hours in the day or two hours in the day, maybe she could start to shorten that a bit just so that she's not um, sort of awake. And, you know, obviously she's alert and wants to play. So kind of remove that and do that kind of before
0: bed, I think, rather than bedtime. Yeah. This question comes from Samantha. My two-year-old used to sleep well. But for the last three to four months, he wakes once or twice during the night. He doesn't seem upset. He sometimes just waits at his door. We can hear his footsteps and he's standing there. <laughs> sometimes he calls out to us. Mm. We go in and put him back to bed with a few pats. He is usually asleep again within 15 min- minutes. Is this a normal developmental stage? He's currently toilet training and also expanding his vocabulary. I just worry he isn't getting a good solid sleep, and he sleeps between seven thirty and PM and five thirty AM with a two hour nap. Well, that, that amount of time sounds okay.
1: You know, like I said, boys are particularly renowned for early morning being early morning risers. So five thirty is not terrible, and seven thirty is a good time for bedtime for a two year old. So it's not terrible, and he's getting two hours in the day. So he's getting twelve hour. He's twelve hours. With developmental leaps, there are sleep disturbances. So, yeah, when they start to talk more, toilet training, you know, that's great. He's young to be doing that. So, you know, that's maybe a lot of stuff going on for him as well. I think it also depends on how he's going to sleep, Samantha. So is he fall – you know, it would be interesting to know if he's falling asleep on his own because often if they fall asleep with you in the room, they expect you to be there when they kind of wake or rouse during the night. So, And if you're not, they'll wake right up and come and either call out or come and find you. Um, you know, sometimes for kids of that age, you could put in a little nightlight or something if you haven't got one already. um, And a comforter again, like some sort of something that he can find comfort from rather than going and seeking you. Um, But it should, I don't know how long, oh, you say it's been going for three to four months. Yeah. Well, hopefully I would just continue to take him back and probably try to be very quick about it. Like, You know, matter of fact, don't speak to him too much, don't engage in conversation. Just, it's bedtime now, let's go back to bed and walk him back to bed, tuck him in, and then sort of leave and try to reduce the amount of kind of. Uh, I guess contact is getting because it's all about sort of if he gets rewarded for being awake, like with you lying with him or something, then you know they keep doing it. Yeah. So you've got to make it a bit boring and a bit <laughs> mundane, and then they're like, oh, whatever, I, I don't need to wait. I'm just gonna get it. Yeah, I'll just
0: go to oh, like, yeah, mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good <laughs> luck. Yeah, good luck with that, Samantha. Um, you are listening to Kindling Conversation with Joe Ryan from Baby Bliss. Joe's giving advice for sleep challenges, whether it's with babies, infants, or small children. Joe. Has seen a lot over the years. Hmm. So she's um, giving advice and Uh, We're actually coming to our last questions of the afternoon. So apologies if we haven't got to your questions. Uh, This one comes from Bonnie. My daughter is 11 months and has just started childcare. When at home, she has a short morning nap of 20 minutes at 9.30. I wake her up and then a long lunch nap of two hours at 12.30. I think she'll soon transition to one nap over the next month. This routine works perfectly when at home and she goes to bed happy at 7 p.m. Since starting childcare, she struggles to sleep during the day and then is exhausted and mm. overtired. At bedtime, she goes to sleep fine, but will wake up 40 minutes later crying, and then we get multiple crying wakes during the night. Mm. How can I help her sleep more at childcare or sleep better at night after being at childcare? Yeah, care? so that's classic
1: tire, overtired behaviour. The, the wake 40 minutes after they go to sleep is a classic overtired wake what happens is they drop quite quickly into deep sleep when they fall asleep and then they have this little arousal at sort of 40, 45 minutes and they're supposed to just sort of roll over. But when they're a bit wired, they kind of can wake right up And cry. And then the multiple wakes overnight, again, is an indication of a child who's a bit overtired. And, you know, starting childcare, like we talked about earlier, is really exhausting for kids. You know, not only just the physical exhaustion of all that playing and interacting, but emotionally exhausting too. You know, they've got to keep it together. You're not there. There's separation going on. And there's a whole lot for their little brains to kind of, you know, deal with. So she will be extra exhausted for for the first couple of months of starting childcare. So um, I think, Bonnie, I would really work on um, getting her to bed early those nights, and I've had some people put their kids down at 5.30 or 6 p.m., you know, on the days of childcare because they're just so exhausted at the end of the day, and these are even older kids too, you know. I put Uh, myself to bed early. Yeah, (laughs) I had a friend (laughs) whose kids were in bed at 5.30 every night. Wow. Yeah, and she was just like, that's what I do. And they, as they got older, they still did it and they, they just sort of you know, lie there or talk to themselves and go to sleep. That was her ritual. Wow. She yeah. just, because she had a, you know, the, her husband wasn't home till really late and that's just how she co- coped. But I think, you know, trying to make it uh, so that she gets to bed as early as possible, that she has a good night's sleep, that everything when she gets home from childcare is. Um, calm and, you know, she has dinner and she has a bath and there's not too much extra stimulation that she's, you know, it's adding to all of that stuff. I mean, I think with childcare, again, it's very hard to manage the sleeps there. Um, And you say she's struggling to sleep there during the day. it's probably because of all the the change, I would imagine. And there's not a lot you can do about that, like we talked about, except sort of maybe giving the carers some tips. Um, You know, I don't know if, you know, she prefers to lie on her tummy or she prefers to be padded, or, you know, if they can do anything that might sort of help or, you know, bring something from home that might sort of help her kind of transition there. But hopefully, Bonnie, as she gets used to it, like we've talked about, that will get better. But I think on the the days that she's at childcare, I'd certainly make it, you know, home, dinner, bath, into bed without anything else going on.
0: Good luck, Bonnie. Yeah. And as a parent who's now got my second child in, in daycare and the first is at school, I have to say that um, I'm surprised at how much better things have gotten over time. I yeah. mean, not, nece- not just with sleep, with drop off, with their feelings about childcare, mm, all of mm. that stuff, and I only say that because it can be really tough putting your kid in childcare for the first time. Terrible. And you can feel bad about it because they're transitioning and, and you're watching that. Mm. But ultimately for both my kids, childcare has been brilliant. For yeah. Them. It's not a bad thing, childcare. And in fact it's a good experience for a
1: child to separate, you know, when they're ready and when they're they're supposed to to separate from a mother and, and feel happy and secure in doing that but it requires a lot of transition for that for the child and I think we always have to take into consideration what's going on for them emotionally and in their brains and it's a huge big thing for them to learn and so sleep is the first thing that gets affected you know, when these transitions happen. So I think we need to be understanding and go with it a little bit and kind of just go, I can't worry, not worry too much. They, you know, they're very adaptable and resilient kids. And so as long as we are confident in our choices, this is what we're doing. And they pick up on that. Like if you're anxious and, Worried too, they feed off that. So you know, if you're like, "This is everything's fine, everything's going to be okay," and and they they do get there, they do, and then they'll Amazing. get
0: back to sleeping. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, our last question comes from Anupa. She says, "My baby is nine months old, crawling and almost walking. Solid bedtime routine. Um, breastfed. Breastfed. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a while since I've breastfed, so I didn't get that acronym. <laughs> Books, and then in cot. Book, and then in cot. Mm-hmm. She usually sleeps." with a few pats and our presence, but wakes almost every hour till 10 or 11 yeah, till, she, till comes, she comes to bed mm. with me. How do I get her to sleep longer? I can't do controlled crying. Don't worry, no. Anuba. There's many of us who couldn't. You don't have
1: to do controlled crying, Anuba. Um, in fact, there's you know it's preferable not to do controlled crying. So I think the thing is that babies are very smart, right? So she's knowing that at some point she's going to get into bed with you. So I always liken it to, we've got a job to do. They've got a job to do. So you know when you have to get up early to catch a a five a.m. 6 a.m. flight, right? So your alarm's at 4.30. And you wake up at 2 and you wake up at 3 and you wake up at 4 and you're going, oh, is it time to get up? Is it time to get up? So babies are like that, and some babies more than others. So I think that your baby is going to bed and then she's um, waking going – is it time to get into bed yet with mummy? Is it time to get into mummy's <laughs> bed yet? Is she going to come and get me now? Is it time? <laughs> and then eventually it is time. That's
0: brilliant. Yeah. So I think... I mean, brilliant for the baby, not yeah. so much for you. It. So like
1: I say, they're very clever. So I think um, I would stop the uh, possibility of getting into your bed, Anupa. So I would be settling her all night. And it just means you're going to have a hard night, you know. But once they've done that thing and they've gone back to sleep and they haven't gotten into your bed, then the next night will be easier and then the next night will be easier. I think to, um, you know, it sounds like she's falling asleep. I'd also work on maybe trying to get yourself out of the room before she's asleep at some point because that might be contributing to those early wakes as well. And just make sure she's going down to bed Um, early enough she's not too tired because again if they go to bed overtired they tend to wake more frequently because they can't drop into their nice sleep they're a bit wired
0: so when you say um, don't bring her into bed with you and Anuba says she doesn't want to do controlled crying oh what does she do yes Yes.
1: okay sure
0: (laughs) the the million dollar part of the answer
1: (laughs) Um, so your baby will cry and I can't I can't lie to you. Babies cry when we try to change things on them because that's just a normal response. And it's it's okay for a baby to cry. That's their way of expressing themselves. But what we don't want them to do is cry without us there soothing them. So soothing someone, obviously, we all need to be soothed or like to be soothed when we're upset. So what I do is I would, um, I pat. So I do a series of kind of patting I put her I would put her on her side or her tummy if she's rolling and and pat her in a way so it's it's she's kind of rocking in this nice rocking motion if she's very distressed and you can certainly pick her up and calm her down in your arms and then put her back down and the first time you do it it can take a long time I've been doing this baby actually at the moment um last night was my second night and I was in it for two and a half hours wow. with him but he's dummy addicted and bottle addicted and he is just so determined, but they always go back to sleep and he did, you know, and then he slept for the rest of the night. But, um, uh, you know, and then the next night, once you get through that, so they're smart, something happens in their little brains and they go, oh, okay, I don't really need that thing anymore, you know? And so, oh, I'm not just as stressed the next night there, you know, the crying often reduces really quickly after the first night, but just keep patting her in her bed and Uber, pick her up, pop her back, um, and, I promise you she will go back to sleep, but I can't tell you how long that will take the first night. It might take half an hour. It might take an hour and a half, but they do always go back to sleep, you know, Mm. and then just keep doing that. And it's about being consistent in showing her, this is what we're doing. And then, you know, like I say, they're so clever. They get it. The next night she'll be less distressed and it'll take a lot less time to get her back to sleep. And
0: then hopefully it'll just get easier and easier. Good luck, Anuba. And uh, apologies if we didn't get to your questions today. Joe, thank you so much for coming on the You're show. Welcome. That was Joe Ryan from Baby Bliss. Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue will be back next week live in studio. So if you have any questions, shoot an email to conversation at kindling.com.au or send a text to 0437